Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Welcome, welcome to our podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I am here with my most favorite co-host, Brittany Bly. Hi. What's up? Oh, my! you're my most favorite co-host. <gasps> I know. Oh, I love that. I Can you believe we're at nine episodes? I, I mean, it just feels like we just started, but also that we've been doing this our whole lives. It just feels so good, you know? Here's the thing. I mean, we kind of have been doing this in our friendship forever so it's like <laughs> to me that's what's so fun it's like yeah this is really just like it really is. a look into how you and I interact with each other on a daily exactly right. and then we get to watch shows yeah. and then talk about which them. we so already I'm... did so it's just for the viewer <laughs> listening pleasure <laughs> it really is taking a hobby and making it into a you know a published hobby. <laughs> I was gonna say, where are you gonna go with that? We're not getting paid. <laughs> um, it's published. Yeah, it's a published hobby. Uh, okay, I just want to call out the fun elephant in the room. What you finished Severance? I did the first season. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so after we recorded our our episode of the pilot episode, uh-huh. I watched how many episodes are there total? Nine, eight. Okay, I think I watched like four straight, Uh and then I had to finish like the next day. So I pretty much watched the entire season one in two, two and a half days. And Brittany, you were right. It definitely, (laughs) you were right. Mm -hmm. It definitely is like polar opposites, the feel from the pilot to the last one of that season. Uh And... I mean, I am mad that I have to wait pretty much a year or more. I read it like the second one's going to come out in 2023 or 24. I, I mean, that's just rude of them. It is rude, but I think it'll be worth it. Well, I hope so. Do they release them week by week? Yeah. worse. <laughs> I know. Avengers like us. Anyway, without getting too much into it, it definitely was worth it and it it is a really good show and like I really enjoy it even though it's definitely not my go-to like I would never choose a show like that so thank you of course and then now I gotta wait I know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I I think that like you and I know each other well enough to be able to propose shows that like either the other person will appreciate or mm-hmm. like I would never propose like the boys on Amazon because it's so gory. Even though I've had several friends be like, you guys should do the boys. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think Anna Marie would not be okay with that. <laughs> Even just the pilot and I rate it, it and maybe I hate it. So violent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's pass. I mean, that. I love it. <laughs> Stay maybe tuned we for the have, like, a- spinoff podcast where I rate X-rated, R-rated TV shows. <laughs> explicit content. explicit content we'd have to yeah we'd have to check a different box in our uh... <laughs> yeah 
Speaking of, we are now officially on Apple Podcasts. Doesn't that somehow seem like a little bit more legit? Like we are official. It took us a while to get there. That's like legit platform, right? We got Spotify, Apple, Google, Mm -hmm. Amazon Music, and like Anchor, of course, which is, we're so grateful for Anchor. That is like our home, but that's also through Spotify. So that's okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Alrighty. How... Anything of note that you'd like to share with our listeners that has happened in the last um, little bit? Hold on. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign that nothing happened this week. It was a rough <laughs> That's true. It was a rough week at work. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. So pretty boring. It snowed a lot. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas here. It's beginning to look a lot. It has not snowed here since the one time it snowed and it didn't stick. Mm. And I am, I'm like postponing my decoration putting up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like last year, I did it before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this year, I honestly have like no motivation. And you know what the difference is? I have a second cat who we have already talked about, Daniel Scarface Newell. <laughs> Daniel Scarface Newell is much needier than Sela. Yes, 100%. And he like ruined my tree. I mean, I know, okay, it's a fake tree. So it's still annoying. Like he would step on it. So like Ben, I have huge gaps in the tree. Mm-hmm. And then also he would take down all of the ornaments. Like in August, two, like three months ago, there would be, I would hear this like rolling around, this rattling. And I'm like, what is that? It's a freaking Christmas ornament that he probably found stuck underneath the couch. I mean, other people have. I had cats growing up, but they were not like him. So I don't know what to do. So anyway, that's what's on my mind every day. I'm like, should I? Me? No, I'll watch the Americans. Yeah. So speaking of, <laughs> shall we uh, get to our review of the Americans? Yeah. This week, our episode, our show of choice was The Americans, which was suggested by a listener of ours. And so just again, we do listen to you and we would love <laughs> we would love to to like get more, you know, input from listeners and and watch things that you would want us to talk about. Uh, and so this week, The Americans, it is a show that originally aired on FX mm-hmm. in 2013. It ran for about six seasons. Um, and so it's no longer, you know, current. Um, but it's also on Hulu. So I watched it on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu yeah. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, it is a show here about spies. <laughs> here, let's look at the IMDb show. <laughs> It's not a tagline. It's just a blur. At the height of the Cold War, two Russian agents pose as the average American couple, complete with family. <laughs> <laughs> like grammar? <laughs> um, I guess I don't know about that in <laughs> Russia. Um, now, going into watching it this week, like I had never seen this before mm-hmm. and I just saw it. Someone suggested it and I said, okay, let's watch it. You have also, you had not seen it before, right? Yeah, no. Okay. 
so did you know anything about it? Because I literally knew nothing. I, I did know title. about it. I knew what the premise was. I knew it was about two KGB like spies that are posing as American, like an all-American family in the 80s. So I knew that. Um, and I've had several friends over the years tell me that I should watch this show. And I just never kind of got around to it. Okay. Hey, I found the tagline. Oh, what is it? On IMDb. All's fair in love and cold war. <laughs> okay wait i actually really like that because you know i love pun do you want me to get a shirt that says that for you (laughs) i'll spare in love and cold war well let's just wait until you hear my ratings um what's oh well so i also did not know anything about this well you you definitely knew more than i did I knew it was called The Americans, and that's it. Mm. So then I'm watching it, and then the, like, title, whatever, comes on. It's like The Americans. But the C is the Russian sickle and hammer. And then I was like, okay. (laughs) So then that gave me a little bit more idea. You're like, wait a second, socialist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, No wonder it's set in the 80s. (laughs) So anyway, this show created by Joseph Weisberg. Now, um, he's done a few other things. Recently, he did The Patient. That came out this year. Have you heard of that? Yeah, with Steve Carell. I think so. Oh, yep. I've heard that's great. Well, maybe we should watch that. So the two main KGB spies that are this married couple or like posing as a married couple. I actually don't know. Do they have a marriage license? It's probably forged in some way. Yeah. Uh, it's Carrie Russell. So good old Felicity. <laughs> she does not right? have her signature curly hair, though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's mainly like straightened and like kind of blown out. It's beautiful. Yeah. Her hair is beautiful. Yeah. So Carrie Russell, she plays um, a character named Elizabeth Jennings. Elizabeth. And then um, there's an actor, Matthew Rice. And he plays her husband, Philip Jennings. Does he seem familiar to you at all? Um, He seems familiar and I couldn't place it because then I looked and I was like, I've never seen that show. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know Uh, what I've seen him in, but he is fine. Okay. He is good looking. uh, The main thing that I kind of know him from is Brothers and Sisters, which was Was like- Was it on ABC? That was an ABC show um, a few years ago. And uh, and my mom has been rewatching it, <laughs> which is also why he's like he's like looked really more familiar. And I also agree that he is good looking. But let me just say, it's kind of in like he it's like a normal oh, yeah. good looking. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. there's some actors, some men that are like unattainably, disturbingly attractive. He's a Joshua Jackson esque. <laughs> he is like like. Like, this is a man that you would, like, have a crush on. see. Well, obviously. I mean, I do. But, <laughs> no, but, like, this is a man that you would see, like, at your workplace yeah. or at church or, like. Well, I don't know what kind of church you're going to because I've never seen guys look like that. <laughs> Not at all. Well, what? I'm uh, anyway. But his curly hair, oof, so good looking. <laughs> Anyways, just watch the show just for him. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's pretty much how I felt, too. Um, They have some children and, I mean, they're kids. The daughter is, I recognized her from 
manifest. <laughs> Another CBS? No, that's an ABC okay. show. And then I, I mean, like, there's so many people in here. They show a lot of a lot of like criminals and other KGB people. I think the only person we should really talk about is the character Stan Beeman, yeah. who's played by Noah Emmerich. Who I love. How do you know him? Um, from Frequency. He plays his grown-up best friend and also oh, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. I was going to say that, but now that you say Frequency. It's like this, he plays the same character yes. in everything he's in. He really does. So he is, in this show, he is an FBI agent who has recently, like in this pilot episode, moved across the street from Elizabeth and Philip. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, there you go. Like, these two people are KGB spies and have been for years. And then all of a sudden they meet this man who's an FBI, you know, agent. So obviously that right there is going to be some conflict and like anxiety for, I guess, both sides, maybe. Okay, so there's our cast. Uh, Let's go a little bit through the plot of the pilot episode and then, you know, we'll end with our ratings and other thoughts so this show starts off with um elizabeth who's dressed as a prostitute and she's talking to some sort of politician we know that it's elizabeth because we know it's carrie russell and she's wearing a really awful like blonde wig uh so she's getting information from this department of justice she ends up sleeping with him and the reason why this is important i don't know is she getting information um and this is said in 1981 just fyi a few days later, we see Philip, her husband, and another man waiting uh, to execute a hit. So then Elizabeth is going in, mm-hmm. and they have signals. She goes into an apartment, and they have some man that's walking down the street. And mm-hmm. they go on this extensive chase to get this man <laughs> yelling that they're immigration, whatever. And so I found this part kind of confusing. I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I know it's somebody. Yeah. I actually thought it was the politician at first. And then I was like, wait, he's got an accent? What is happening? Too many people look alike in the show. <laughs> That's true. I agree. So their partner gets stabbed in the stomach. They end up catching this man. Elizabeth drives up in the car with the man who's been stabbed in the stomach. And they're like, we got to get to this ferry. We have to get this this person, I think, this defector uh, mm-hmm. to a drop. And she's like, well, he's going to die. We need to take him to the hospital. The mission comes first, whatever. So they take this guy to the hospital. They get to the dock. The ferry's left. They've missed their drop. So they're like, okay, well, what do we do? They put him in the trunk with like a Mm -hmm. gagger in his mouth. And I kept looking at that and I was like, what is that? I've never seen it. It looks like, like that. a shaker ball, you know, that you have. It does. It's literally what I'm I sure thought. it's like a BDSM type of like tools, what it looked like. But it's like, looks like literally one of those like protein shaker bottle yes. things stuck inside yes. a mask that is shoved in this guy's mouth. Yeah. So it cuts back. <laughs> so one of the best lines is Philip turns and we kind of get this idea that like, I don't know if you got this, but Elizabeth is very, seems very by the book. Um, very early mm-hmm. on in our introduction to her, she's kind of stiff. She's, you know, really business. And Philip is a little bit more like flies by the seat of his pants. And like his classic line, that's like, why is everyone so punctual, punctual in this business? And it's like, okay. What? <laughs> so then it goes to the headquarters at FBI. And to be honest, I didn't care about any of this. <laughs> like the only thing yeah. that's important from this whole scene with the FBI is that they are waiting for a person who is defected from the KGB to come and speak. 
And what we end up finding out is the person who was supposed to come and speak is the person that Elizabeth and Philip have kidnapped and is currently residing in the trunk of their car. Well, thank you for that, because I also had no idea what was going on. So now that you explain it, it, I guess that makes more sense. So then they're kind of like talking back and forth. And I think this is where we're introduced to, what's his name, Anna Marie? Stan? Stan Beeman. We're introduced to him and they're kind of like talking. And basically they're saying like, this sets up the premise of the show without you realizing it because it's so boring and how they're explaining it. But... (laughs) They're saying, hey, this guy who's supposed to speak is an ex-KGB colonel who blew the whistle on undercover agents supposedly hiding in the U.S. Well, then these like agents are basically saying that like these people are paid millions of dollars to give them information. And he's told them the FBI, these agents aren't allowed to say a single word in Russian once they get to the States. And then the best line where I'm like, okay, in the FBI, would somebody actually say this? Their whole job and their whole life is to like find espionage, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, someone's been reading too many spy novels. (laughs) It's cheesy. We then cut to Elizabeth and Philip, and they're at their home. And Mm -hmm. they are married and it's like a sunny morning and their kids are eating breakfast and they have two children and Mm -hmm. it's like a normal family. But then they kind of start talking to each other about like, what are we going to do with this guy? He's in the trunk of our car after the kids leave. At one point, is this when it happens? Oh, the flashback. Um, it cuts. Yeah, there's a flashback. Trigger warning. Exactly. Um, trigger warning. It it flashes back to 1960 mm-hmm. in Russia. And then there's Elizabeth, Carrie Russell. And she's like, you know, training and, and like, what's that called? Boxing. Boxing. Yeah. I almost said beatboxing. <laughs> Definitely not beatboxing. <laughs> Physical that would, be, that would be a whole different show. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'd probably enjoy that. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a show way more up your alley than this one. <laughs> so anyway, she's like, I know, she's training. <laughs> Snap, jazz hands. Anyway, okay, so she's like boxing and training and punching and whatever. And then this other man comes over and he's apparently some captain or like another trainer Probably not a captain, like another trainer for, I guess, her and like that group. They're, like, they're going to be spies, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. For the KGB. And um, it's terrible. And they're fighting. And then he kind of pins her down and then ends up sexually assaulting raping yeah, her. Raping her. It's awful. Yeah. Yes. And I, it was hard for me to watch. And she, so then we see that as the audience and then it flashes back to like present day. He is in the trunk and you see her and you can tell like she wants to hurt Uh him. Like she wants him to suffer more than he would need to suffer for whatever he did. Uh, For like what he did that, you know, people, the government wants him. Like she wants him to suffer more for what he did to her. Um, so that was that's a big part of this entire well the best part is when it flashes back to her she opens the trunk looks inside at him and in like a perfect american accent which this man in the flashback was criticizing her for her russian accent she says remember Mm -hmm. me captain she looks at him and then she slams the trunk back down so it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool so this is the man who assaulted her yeah and what i think we can tell at that time or a little bit later the husband like philip does not know this. Yeah, we find out 
a little bit later on that in there, I mean, there's a lot of flashbacks in this show, which I think Mm -hmm. it's a little distracting in this first episode, but I do think it's necessary because it sort of sets up when they meet each other. And the first thing Mm -hmm. that's said to them when they meet each other is you are Elizabeth from Chicago and you are Philip from, I don't know, because I wasn't paying attention. And Mm -hmm. you do not need to know anything about your former selves. Do not speak about your former self because if you're captured or whatever, you can't have any information to give them. So they've never spoken about who they were prior to meeting that day as Elizabeth and Philip. Oh, there's one scene also like in their kitchen. um, It might've been that breakfast moment or something. I don't know, but Philip comes up behind her and, and, you know, like a scene you might see with a typical husband and wife, like the husband, he kind of like goes up behind her and like tries to kiss her neck And it seems so normal, at least what we have seen on TV. And she um, is very tense. And then she just says, no, or like, not right now, or I don't want to or whatever. And he like keeps kissing her, which to be honest, that was hard for me to see. Mm -hmm. I know this is set in the 80s, but it's also being aired 2000, whatever. And I'm watching it 2022. And I feel like at any point in time, like it should be difficult for anyone, especially a woman to like watch something like that. So it was hard when he like wasn't listening to his wife say no. And he said, he like kept kissing and she said, no, kissing, no. And he said, you're my wife. And she said, is that right? And, and I, and this was before we got more information about how like they don't really know each other, even though that's 1981. They technically were put together in 1962. I paid attention to the dates. So that's like going on 19 years together. Yeah. And it's still like, am I really your wife? I read it in Hmm. a review that that line sums up the entire series. So like the show is yes about the KGB and Russia and the cold war. Abby, but it's also about love. <laughs> yeah. It's relationships, about, like, marriage. Are they married? And is their relationship truly just yeah. business because they're spies? It's clear they love their children. They And their children are their biological children. And, so that's. And their children know nothing about yeah. their life, basically. Yes. Their job and whatever. So at that point, Elizabeth does turn around with a knife and she's like, don't. <laughs> touch me basically you know and so it's clear i I do think that the combat Mm -hmm. part is kind of cool because every time i watch a spy movie i always wish i was in better shape (laughs) like mr mrs smith i'm like come on i want to be able to fight (laughs) and uh that's pretty much it anytime i watch a spy movie i'm like i need to start Mm -hmm. boxing you know i used to do taekwondo and i was i made it up to like red belt and every dojo kind of does like a different order of belts mine was like two away from black out of like 12 so like i made it pretty far um and then i quit (laughs) but but i think what if i had continued like you would be talking right now with like a you know fifth degree black belt or whatever perhaps a sensei yeah Definitely. I think the other (laughs) thing to talk about in this episode is that there is clearly tension between Elizabeth and Philip. Philip is a lot more um, like fun loving and friendly and kind of goofy and silly and really does play the part of this like American Mm -hmm. dorky dad. Like when he and his daughter go shopping and he puts on the cowboy boots and starts doing like a line dance, you know, and it's... (laughs) Those okay. We already talked about how we think he's attractive. I was like, I 
am so attracted to him right at that time. <laughs> well, anytime somebody's doing like choreographed line dancing, you're going to be on board for that. So <laughs> am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. Um, so, but another big difference is that after, you know, Philip talks to the man that's in the trunk, Timachev, Timachev, let me just, Timashev, he says, you can make millions of dollars by defecting. Like, what is your high, what is your ties? What are your ties to Russia? You know, there is no, um, reason for you to be doing this. You can make millions of dollars. And so, and also have this like life that you want. You don't have to live this, this like double life anymore. And so Philip is kind mm-hmm. of on board for this. Like he wants to defect and he wants to live a normal life. And Elizabeth is very much like stiff and like says, I will never mm-hmm. what does she say i will never betray my country like the motherland mother russia like she'll never betray mother russia <laughs> right and so there's yeah. this kind of back and forth like why are we doing this and then at one point you know he's saying hey we are philip and elizabeth jennings and we have been for a long time like we're not who we were before and then she's like are you joking is this a joke mm-hmm. like so she's very clearly off on this whole thing and yeah. this is where we find out that they have no intention of ever telling their children. They want to raise their children as socialists, right? Is that right? I'm like, yeah. in the 80s, there was this, I remember, in the, not I don't remember, but I remember learning in government class, like the fear of the Soviets. And in fact, when I've told my dad, who's listening, by the way, um, that I lean a lot more towards socialist views since like... Did he get scared no it was more this idea of like this actual conversation of you don't you guys don't understand like the fear that we have of like the russians and of socialism and and um communism it's just this this phobia of you know propaganda that's been said and i think it probably goes on both sides but anyways should we just talk about them killing him yeah yes well their neighbor moves in did we already say this yeah okay so we know that the neighbor is like skeptical of them. He thinks that, oh, because he comes over and he's like, hey, can I borrow some jumper cables? Oh, yeah. Remember, the neighbor is the uh, FBI. the FBI agent. Um, and so Philip says, yeah, sure. Brings him into the garage. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could never be a spy because of this reason. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's standing there. You know, he's like talking to him. He opens the trunk. The man's there. And he's like, don't say a word. You know, he like. She puts his fingers to his mouth. And yeah, and the neighbor is like at the f- at the front of the car, like the engine area. So you're like, okay, he's a full car length away from seeing this yeah. bound up man in this trunk. But then he like walks really quickly to the to the trunk, and then Philip, right then, just like seamlessly, I mean, gracefully takes it out and slams the trunk, and it's like no big deal. So yeah, so he's Agent Beeman is skeptical. Mm-hmm. So that is a setup of any of these shows, right? Like Dexter or any show where we're kind of rooting for the anti-hero. Hi. <laughs> like Taylor Swift. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, you want to go ahead and talk about the end? Basically. Well, I mean, stuff happens and Philip and Elizabeth decide it's time that we get rid of, this guy in our trunk and so they pull him out of the (laughs) i just remember what happened they pull him out of the trunk and then so they take the like gagger thing out of his mouth 
and the shaker ball <laughs> protein. <laughs> protein shaker exactly and um so he's standing there and so the man the russian guy well they're both russian and all of a sudden um he bites philip's neck just as like you know a form of defense and try to get away <laughs> and he literally was like can you stop it i'm trying to negotiate with you <laughs> i love it's like a child he's like stop yeah. it <laughs> it's like pushes him but away. then that's a big deal because now philip has this like bite mark on his neck which i mean how are they gonna play that off so that's a big deal um anyway so he's trying to like negotiate with him and then elizabeth comes into the garage like what are you doing oh yeah because philip kind of decided to do this on his own and she comes out and then essentially she starts beating this man up and and philip is like what is going on like he can see the rage coming out of her towards this man that's that's like more than a typical spy you know would have against this defector it's almost like why is she so like why does she want to hurt him so badly anyway she like (laughs) smashes his face into a wall like the garage wall the drywall kicks his head into the drywall that's intense like kicks his head through the wall yeah and then pulls him back out and sits him down yeah and then i think um so philip is just like what in the world like she's like do you remember what you did to me and blah 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 or he's like i'm sorry what i did to you i don't even think she says that he just says because she just picks up the crowbar and then he says he's sorry he never meant to hurt i mean it did not sound sincere sincere though no and then he says they let us have our way with the cadets it was part of the job a perk and then she and then philip you can see is like clearly like what did he do how did he hurt you and she drops the crowbar and she says do what you want with him take him to the americans if that's what you want and she starts to walk Uh away it's clear something's like shifted in philip yeah and and that that too like you can see right there the the like fondness that philip has for elizabeth even though we've already mentioned that like she does not reciprocate 100% or like the same amount um like they're married and he kind of considers her his wife and she doesn't um so right there there's this like he feels for her and then he beats the crap out of him and then well he chokes him oh yeah and then he breaks his neck and you can literally hear it and um let me just say Henri does not like shows like this okay (laughs) oh and I was like ooh, that was a good one not that I like when people die, but come well, on. Well, okay. I mean, that's like what he does. He definitely deserves that. Well, clearly he's trained. I mean, I don't know how to break someone's neck. No. Like, with like a little. Oh, yeah. He like doesn't even like break it like with his hand. It's like literally his fingers. He just is squeezing and then, okay, we don't have to get into super great detail. Yeah, he definitely knows the pressure points. Okay. So anyway, sorry, listeners. And um, okay. So they, they bundle him up in this like body bag they put their gloves in you know because they have prints on the gloves they're scrubbing and cleaning the trunk of his car and this is when Anna Marie thinks wow he's been in there for a few days and they've let him like sip water out of a straw did he like pee and poop like <laughs> in the trunk I didn't even think about they it. really need to scrub that so that's what I'm thinking they take him and they literally throw him can I just say that through this whole montage, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Phil Collins in the air tonight is playing as they're like pouring acid. Like the song starts. Okay, thank you for mentioning that because I was going to mention it too. So like the song starts in the air tonight, Phil Collins. It's so 1980s. 
and and it's building because we know we all know that that song builds and they dump this <laughs> it builds in more than one way if you know <laughs> what i mean they dump this bag into the lake i mean he's sleeping yeah. with the fishes where they're in dc so are they're in like maybe in the ocean some harbors in dc yeah um anyway they get back in the car and this was weird to me because they didn't like drive away. They just like stayed in the car right there where they dumped his body. And then they just start making out and like doing it in the car with Phil Collins in the air tonight in the background. So that's that. Okay. I'm telling you, if there is a song though, <laughs> I think that's it. Should that be on like a specific playlist? Oh yeah. For certain people. I love that song. That was the song that was in Roswell. And as you know, my music taste has been shaped by the soundtrack of Roswell, really UB's 1998 Roswell. We will be doing that pilot episode. Okay, next season. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they go back home. I think like one of the last things that we see mm-hmm. that this is important is Stan Beeman, so neighbor, mm-hmm. FBI agent. It's like at night and he breaks in, but, you know, sneaks into their um garage the jennings garage and he's like looking around the car and like we know i mean we know that they literally just had someone in the car we know that they just drove and dropped the body off i was like is he gonna see the hole in the wall of the garage like i didn't see them fix that drywall uh but anyway so he's like scoping out the garage he like picks the lock um of the trunk pops it open and it's literally just a tire the jumper cables nothing else and he closes it and then like sneaks out he like slowly raises the garage door and sneaks out and then right then we see philip who was standing there the whole time like in the corner in the shadows Mm -hmm. holding a gun like a handgun cocked is that what it's called where it's like pull the took the lock off or whatever um safety yeah okay sure <laughs> is cocking where you like oh my gosh sideways? can you stop saying cock? <laughs> <laughs> a cocked gun oh yeah cocked gun cocked and ready you just like okay it's not where you like hold it and then you turn your hand sideways nope that's not cocking a gun <laughs> is like just like pulling the shell back why do i okay, know this so i don't I'm... like i don't know anything that's a shotgun okay so anyway we do not promote this at all um Stan like slips out, closes the garage door, and then what's his face? Philip just like puts the lock back on. And then is that it? That's the end. Yeah, that's the end. Credits. So there we go. There's our pilot episode of the Americans. Yeah. I thought it was a decent first episode. It was a lot longer than I think the rest of the series. Oh my is. gosh. It was like an hour and nine minutes yeah. or something yeah. on Hulu, which means the premiere on FX must have been like a two hour long time slot or yeah. something. It's just honestly, it's a little too long, but we can get into that as we get into our ratings, right? Yeah. Should we do our ratings now? Yes. <laughs> are there any questions you want to talk about before we move on? To the no. Uh, no. Okay, let's just go. So, ratings on IMDb. Overall rating, 8.4. That's high. For like the whole series. Yeah, pilot episode is 8.2. Okay, 8.2. Overall, 8.4. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. 
The critics rating tomato meter 88%. Oh. So that's that's even higher. And then audience score 93% for this first you, season of people Americans. love the show. Yeah, well I was like reading some of these reviews and they're like they're all positive and they're all for this show. It's like yeah. very fascinating. All, all of them are like um someone from like USA Today was like it's thoughtful, insightful, which like is it? I don't know. They must be talking about the whole thing and not just the pilot episode. Uh, there's one there's one review that says, it works once you figured out what the hell is going on. <laughs> and I feel, I'm like, okay, thank you. Because I had such a hard time like following what was going on in this pilot episode. I saw this one review. <laughs> it's literally, it's called Five Second Review. <laughs> Two-second plot. Story about a Russian spy couple in the USA and their everyday routine. Two-second review. Pretty well made, but not my cup of tea. Not so Mm. into this real spy stuff. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I I think that I can see why people are really into this idea. I've also read a couple of things where it's like, uh, it's not super believable. I guess it's loosely based on a true story of like Russian spies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a thing. I mean, we've seen, I think, especially with this like resurgence of, you know, Russia and the Ukraine, there's a lot about, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of scary to people. Um, But the whole idea of spies, I think is just always going to be a fascinating premise. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, it was, it was reminding me of a lot of like cop shows. I mean, I know, um, they're not cops and, you know, they don't work for like NYPD or something, but it is similar idea where there's like information, they're finding people and they're beating people up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. At this one review by Matt, I mean, Rickenthal, the Americans is faced with the unusual task, make the premise of two KGB agents living on U.S. soil into a frightening concept. This is difficult to achieve because spoiler alert... <laughs> The Cold War is over. (laughs) There was no major (laughs) Russian attack, no significant intelligence breach. So what should viewers make of Carrie Russell's Elizabeth and Matt Reese's Philip? That they gave it a good shot, but history tells us they ultimately failed? Of course not. Yes, the pilot of this new FX drama stakes out the role of this undercover couple, but it's clear the Americans will focus less on this agenda and more on what transpires between the married twosome as it attempts to ask and answer the question, who really is the enemy? And what happens when you think that enemy is lying under your covers? Ooh, between the sheets. Well, so I also thought, I mean, I acknowledged like there is a kind of a conflict of interest as an audience member, obviously, yes, the cold war is over. But then I feel like as Americans, we are trained to not like uh, Russian spies. Okay. And yet these are two of the main characters of this show. But then like, we're also trained to like the main characters of shows. So then it's like, Oh, do I like them or do I not like them because they're KGB spies? But then I want their marriage to work. But do I really want their marriage to work? Because are they really married? So there's like, there is yeah. a lot of conflict. I think if an audience member really thinks about it, yeah. <laughs> I was aware of it for this pilot. All right. You want to go ahead and do some ratings? Yeah. So when we rate our shows, we got our four, cate- uh, four categories. We have acting, score or soundtrack, the script, and then makes you want to watch more. So, um, out of five pilot lights, 
five flames for acting. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. I thought the acting was good, but it could have been better. I understand that these spies need to fit in, in America. So like their accent needs to be like non-existent. And I get Uh that. But also sometimes I just have a hard time watching shows like this where like there's no trace of an accent or anything. Uh, it's like sometimes I kind of expected them when they are alone together, like Philip and and Elizabeth. I kind of expected them to to go more into Russian. And I don't or mean like, you know, like speak Russian. Yeah. Well, if they could or at least have some sort of accent because then it would be like they're putting on an American accent when they're with everyone else but that didn't happen so I was I was a little disappointed by that also and I mean this in the best way maybe they don't look Russian at all to me these actors (laughs) and and so then I thought okay why were they chosen but also maybe they were chosen their characters were chosen because they look the most American oh like in Russia oh that's a good that's yeah cool. so anyway acting it was fine i mean actually 4.5 is pretty good yeah, okay it's really good there's the score or the soundtrack <laughs> i give it a three because i actually was aware of a lot of the songs that were playing it's not like it definitely gets a score you know we've had other shows where i'm like was there background sounds um a lot of it was like definitely 80s songs which yeah. it was set in 1981 But let me tell you, we've already mentioned In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. We already mentioned that that song builds. We already mentioned it was during a time when there was like a lot going on and then they end up like making out and like having sex. Whoever was in charge of choosing that song purposefully chose to leave out the best freaking part of that song. We all know, like if anyone mentions, I'm sorry I'm yelling, but I'm very passionate about this. Whenever anyone mentions In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, we all are waiting for the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-do
you're thrown into a situation and you're expected to like care or understand what's going on. I have a hard time with that. However, I am aware that like, that's a strategy of people who write shows that it's like, oh, it's a hook, you know, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I want to know more for me. I was like, no, I don't want to know more. Um, so I thought the script for me, like, could have been better. Um, that moving on to makes me want to watch more two out of five. Wow. Yeah. And there, there were some cliffhangers. I think the ending where Stan like came in and, and then we saw Philip in the corner. I was like, Ooh, that intrigues me. But it was literally like the last 30 seconds of the show. Um, Again, (laughs) I have a hard time like following these things. Also like the cringiness of sexual harassment and sexual assault. I mean, it exists. So it's not like I want to live in ignorance. But sometimes, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I could do without this show. So if I were to average, yeah, if I were to average my scores... Mathematically, I think it comes out to like about a 3.3. I'm going to round down to a three. So overall, this show for me, three out of five. Uh, Not my cup of tea. It was confusing for me. I'm not interested in Russians. Uh, But this is me personally because I'm fully aware that like a lot of people are interested in this. And they have a lot of feelings like you've mentioned maybe older generations. I'm sure (laughs) if I showed this show to my mom, she'd probably be a little bit more intrigued. And I know that she likes Carrie Russell. And she loves brothers and sisters, so she probably oh. likes Matthew Rice. I would pull her in, and then she'd be real disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, long story short, I honestly will not be watching the second episode. Wow. Okay. That's a tough but fair review, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, for acting, I'm going to say 4 point... Uh, I'm going to say 4.0. So just four. <laughs> four flames out of five. Okay. Uh, I was going to say 4.5, but I think it takes a bit of time. Now, uh, the actor who plays Philip, I really liked him. I thought he did a really great job going back and forth between being like this charming person who clearly has all these different like personas that he mm-hmm. uses to get information to, I like how he interacted with their kids. I thought he was very yeah. fatherly. Um, in this episode, I thought Carrie Russell did a really, really good job. And I don't know if it's intentional, So if it's intentional, it's really good acting of being cold and distant. And you can tell there's a bit of like Mm -hmm. uh, distance between her and her daughter. And there's just a little bit there that feels sort of stiff. Um, But overall, I thought that the acting was was pretty decent. And I think that I could see the show going up. So like I could see the acting Mm -hmm. getting better. Clearly, people like the show. And clearly, it's something that, like you said, is interesting because there's six seasons. Yeah. Okay. So four out of five flames for acting. Okay. Okay. For the score, I'm going to, okay. I agree with you. How the hell did they cut the drums out of, (laughs) it's an, what is it? Coming in In the the air air tonight. In the air. I love that song. Yeah. Um, So when I heard that song, truly, I can think of different movies or especially Russell. Like, let's be honest. We will be doing pilot episode of Roswell because I think it's the best pilot episode and I still think it holds up. Mm-hmm. But that, that song is so haunting and it's such mm-hmm. a beautiful song. And I think it was really well used. And despite the fact that it dropped out the drums, which is a crime, I will agree with you. <laughs> I also really enjoyed 
the opening sequence. Mm -hmm. So the way that the music was used, you have the opening sequence, which is uh, Fleetwood Mac's Tusk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really great opening song for how they are chasing and they're finding the spy. And then it ends with that same song. So mm-hmm. for me, I liked that. I liked the music. I thought the score was really pretty. So I'm going to say a four out of five flames. Okay. Um, I did have 4.5, but after the atrocity of cutting out the drums from Phil Collins, like <laughs> iconic song, I don't See? think I can forgive that either. Um, the script, I'm going to say four out of five as well. I didn't think it was like the best script for a first show, but I did think it was good for a pilot episode. And so I found the storyline interesting. I found like their relationship really intriguing. I really did like, you know, they do open up to each other after they, you know, get rid of this body. And she does say like, my dad was killed by Nazis. Like I thought that was, we see this like little bit of her opening up. And I like that. I thought that was I think that they're going to have some some things to grow on within the show. So makes me want to watch it more. I think across the board, I'm saying four out of five. I did want to keep watching it, but you and I talked about just stopping. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a show that Brittany Bly would watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like spies. I like politics. I like the idea that, you know, this, this fear of, what is it, the red... What do they call Red it? Scare. The Red Scare, right? We mm-hmm. had this meeting or we had this lesson when I was in high school in a government class where we talked about the like containment. And yeah. my teacher, who was so awesome, did this like visual aspect of like how the United States wanted to contain communism. Mm-hmm. And he did, uh, you know baking powder and vinegar and put red food dye in it and then put like a container over it and basically showed like, you're not going to be able to contain this. And so that's always stuck with me. It's just this idea and this fear of different political um, viewpoints and why are we so afraid of socialism mm. as a person who believes in that kind of idea? Like yeah. what was the fear? I don't understand it. And maybe I just need to do more. So it did make me think like, Oh, I want to learn a little bit more about this time period, does it seem like it's a little bit cheesy and like maybe not believable? 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a four out okay. of five for this pilot episode. I think it's a, I think it's a solid episode. I've heard it's slow mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the series. I think I predict that it probably picks up a lot and the relationships are a little bit more intense. So yeah, this is a difference for, between you and me. It was, I know, like for the most part, we've been kind of similar as we've done other shows yeah well i respect that um and i again i wanted to make my reviews like more personal to me yeah because does it make me want to watch more no um but does it make other people want to watch more yeah 100 percent. a lot of people like it and we've described this from the beginning of like when we started doing episode one you and i have like a very broad (laughs) dichotomy or Venn Venn diagram of shows that we like and I feel like this just falls on the on the opposite ends of what we that's fine I mean I I was thinking about some predictions that I had and that we've already talked about how Philip is a little more lax compared Uh to Elizabeth when it comes to like their responsibilities and so I have I predict that there's going to be certain situations where he might fall a little more favorably towards us or american mm-hmm. interests as opposed to like you know what he's supposed to do which uh, i think we already kind of saw even though i think it was more he wanted the money <laughs> um i also predict 
Oh, here we go. I predict that their kids will be kidnapped. Oh. And like, I don't know, held for ransom or something. Um, so then they both have to make choices to like mm. protect their family or protect the motherland. So that's a prediction yeah. of mine. Um, also, I've also said they've been married for 19 freaking years or they've been together. Uh, so I predict that there will be more development. And that I think has already been said in reviews and like descriptions of the show that they kind of grow closer together, Elizabeth and Philip. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see if that happens. Well, I won't see if that happens. <laughs> you might see if that happens. Let me know. Um, or maybe our listeners will let us or know. Or you could just read about it. I could, but also <laughs> makes me want to read more. No. <laughs> Zero out of five. <laughs> we don't want to read more about this. No. I mean, do you think Kim's going to be disappointed in you? Um... <laughs> No, she's okay, not gonna be so surprised. Actually, I, I really I can see this happening. Kim, if if you're listening, I think it's just one of those things that you're gonna say, well, I'll never suggest anything for Honoree ever again. <laughs> because we know that that has happened multiple times. Massages, sensory <laughs> deprivation, floating tanks, <laughs> and like other things. So um <laughs> but- let's be honest. I got seasick in the sensory deprivation thing. <laughs> I know, me too. So, um, this is, if you just gotta love Anna Marie for what she doesn't love, you know? I agree. That's why we're friends. If you and I liked the same thing all Ugh. the time, it would be boring. It would be boring. And that's, yeah, I, I, I appreciate this. So, I'm glad we did this one. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, let's go ahead and talk next about week. next week. Right. So listeners, we have decided that next week is going to be the last episode that we do for the year. So we want to round it out at 10. Um, how are you feeling about that, Ani? I mean, it's like bittersweet, but obviously I know we're going to come back after a little tiny break. Yeah. So we're projecting to come back and probably start again, like in January sometime. Right. Um, But we just wanted to express a couple of things. One, our gratitude for the people who have been listening. I've had some friends say like, I really do like appreciate the work you guys put into it. I found Mm -hmm. it really entertaining. My dad said, I can't figure out how to, I can't figure out. Podcasts are hard for me on Spotify. Like I can't figure out how to get the episode. I was like, okay, I'll just send it to you every single week. The link. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's been fun. If nothing comes from this, again, we've said this from the beginning. It's just really fun to like watch TV shows and do something that's like a, a public hobby. Well, a published hobby. And and for us, for you and me to like talk, I mean, we live yeah. thousands of miles away from each other and that's yeah. sad. And so now sad. I get to see your lovely face and we have microphones now. So yeah. that's cool. We're legit now. <laughs> We are okay, so, legit. so let's talk about next week. Yeah, uh, it's my choice of episode, and okay. going into the holiday season, I wanted us to discuss a show that really I think impacted both of us mm-hmm. uh, at a time that was really hard emotionally and uh, COVID time. I think that this yeah. show healed a lot of people. Yep. Um, my sister said when she was, you know, really struggling that this was a show that just, it brings nothing but joy this first season. Mm. And we're going to be talking and watching, talking about and watching Ted Lasso. 
Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso is on Apple TV. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. I don't even know the words. I do, because I was obsessed. When I was in marching band in ninth grade, my mom was like, you guys should do that in one of your shows. And I said, "Um, excuse me, what would a saxophone do? (laughs) That's just a drum line And that just shows you what my mom loved most about marching band, not her daughter.